Yo, what's up, friends? Welcome to MyFi. Man, we got a great episode for you today. It is entertaining, to say the least. My friends Colt and Jason from Walrus Audio in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, are with us talking a lot of music. Uh, in this episode, I think there are more artists and probably the widest range I've ever heard uh, of artists mentioned. So check out the show notes for sure, because there, there's going to be a list. There's a list down there. Uh, of, of artists that we talk about. It was an incredible conversation. Um, we got to talk about some stuff off the top, but, uh, but we're going to get into it. Let's get into it. Yes, it is time to do the show. Welcome to this episode. It's uh, it's going to be a good one. You're going to enjoy it. Uh, before you do anything else, hit subscribe wherever you're at. If you're on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, whatever, YouTube, if you're watching, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, so you know when we're posting episodes. We're posting a lot of episodes. Uh, just had Britt Lightning on the show last week from Vixen. Uh, if you need to go back and catch up on episodes, go back and catch up on it. Um, but today, we got Colt uh, Westbrook and Jason Stoltz from Walrus Audio. They are the the presidents. Colts, the president CEO of of uh, Walrus Audio, and Jason is the lead designer and engineer there. He kind of does all the ideas and the uh, engineering and electrical whatever. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. He just does all the cool stuff, and uh, they're a killer company. Uh, killer guys, super nice. In fact, we've been running a giveaway with them uh, that just ended. And at the end of the show today, I'm going to announce the winner. They have a pedal called Lore, and it is a reverse soundscape generator. It's like a reverb delay. It makes nice ambient, big sounds. It's super cool. And uh, we're going to announce the winner at the end of the show. So stick around, listen all the way through the end. It's it's going to be awesome. We're going to announce that. Um, but before we jump in, I, I uh, went to a show the other night, actually. Uh, my friend Jonathan and I went to a local show. And, and you know, there's magic in these local shows. I don't know uh, if you've been to a local show. Like, I go to concerts. I'm sure you go to concerts. Like, uh, my wife and I just saw David Gray last night here in Atlanta. Um, I go to concerts pretty regularly. But it's like, you know, artists that are, like, well-known. And they're not like small local shows, but I love going to small local shows and I haven't been to one in a really long time. But last week, my friend Jonathan and I drove over to Athens, Georgia, and we saw several bands to stick out in my mind. One, I'm wearing a t-shirt. If you're watching on YouTube, I got my Pretty Embers t-shirt on. Uh, Pretty Embers is a great band from Nashville, Tennessee, and they were awesome. It was great. We were on the roof of the Georgia Theater in Athens, and it was just a killer show. Jonathan and I were just like, man, what a good vibe. There was a ton of people there, friends of the bands, people checking them out. Um, Pretty Embers killed it. They're on tour right now, just touring around the Southeast and, and they're just great guys. So go, go check them out uh, on, um, you know, uh, Apple Music or Spotify or what, whatever, whatever you listen to your music on. Uh, there was another band that night called Well Kept and they were fantastic as well. So I just want to give those bands a shout out and tell you, Go to a local show. If you haven't been to a show, I feel like, you know, I, I go to shows at Tabernacle here in Atlanta and Masquerade and, you know, the Ben's Dome and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And those shows are amazing. It's artists I want to see. But there's there was something magical watching this show on the roof of the Georgia Theater the other night. And uh, these 
these bands that are up and coming and touring and trying to break out, you know, they're just hungry and they're writing great songs and they're great players and they're just cool people. So, uh, go find pretty embers and well-kept, you know, on streaming services and whatnot, but also go to local shows. Uh, I think you should, you should totally do that. Uh, but anyway, uh, on the show today, excuse me, on the show today, Colt Westbrook, Jason Stoles from Walrus Audio. Uh, Walrus is a company that is based out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I mentioned before, they make guitar effects pedals. I use tons of them. Um, I, I love them. I've known them for a long time. I met Jason years and years and years ago. Uh, we didn't meet, but we exchanged a couple of emails because I bought an amp from him a long time ago. Maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 years. I don't know. Long time ago. And uh, later we connected at the NAM show in Nashville. I think it was the summer of 2015. Uh, but that was the first time we ever met. And, uh, ever since then, uh, I've gotten to kind of work alongside of them a little bit and test a pedal here or there when they're working on prototypes for new, um, you know, pedals and, and products and stuff. And so, man, they're just super nice guys. They, they work with all kinds of bands like New Respects, Lord Huron, Dawes, Julian Baker, Walk the Moon, tons of people play walrus audio pedal so even if you're not a guitar player you're just a music fan or you listen to my five for some other reason uh you don't know you know anything about guitar pedals it's cool because the bands that you love they may be using some walrus stuff i mean likely so who knows uh because it's awesome and a lot of people do use it um and like i said they're just super nice we've been doing this giveaway with them we're gonna announce the winner at the end of the show today uh these guys know good music they know good gear they're good people uh, so I hope you enjoy this episode uh, with my friends Jason and Colt from Walrus Audio. What's up, fellas? How are you? We made it. How's it going? You did. You did. We're it's here. going good, man. Uh, good. Where Where are you guys in the office? We're in the office. Yeah, we're in our uh, we're in our studio here at Walrus. The Studes. Nice. I think Stude. I've been in there. Actually, I think is it next mm, door? Yep. Like it's kind of like a newer place. I think the yep. last time I was there, yeah. it was like being put together, maybe. Yes, it still is okay. being put together, <laughs> but what so, isn't? So what you're in right <laughs> the now studio is just, much like my heart. <laughs> yeah. So what oh, you're in right now deep? is just Can like it's just quick? the appearance. That's a background. Yeah. It's not even like a real computer or anything behind you. Uh, yeah, shot. We, that's a green screen. <laughs> it is. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I know y'all are in Oklahoma. Where Where are you guys from originally? Are y'all both from Oklahoma City? I am from Oklahoma City. Yeah, Deaconess Hospital. Fiftieth um, in Portland, and uh, nice. And I lived in Texas for uh, eight years growing up. The growing up years were in Texas. And oh, where was that? Powderly. I have no Powderly, idea. Powderly, Texas, is. Paris, Texas, northeast corner, the best part, the best area in Texas. Oh, okay. So yeah, that is literally know. not the best area of Texas. It's so good, though. It really is. Got <laughs> fished every day. Yeah. <laughs> Sentimentalism doesn't equal fact. But where are you? Where uh, are you from, Colt? I was born in Miami, Florida. And really? Then, uh, yeah. Childhood in Austin, Texas. Nice. And then uh, teenage years, I count growing up, growing up, Stillwater, Oklahoma. That's what I call Stillwater home. So is Oklahoma like, um, is it Oklahoma State, Oklahoma? Is that, that's a big deal, huh? Uh huh. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thunder which, brings us together, but, but yeah. Okay. Which one? The thunder's which like one are, dead center. Which one are you What's, guys? Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Stillwater's Stillwater's Oklahoma where State. Oklahoma State is. So yeah, I, I yeah, mean, that's I'm why I, asked. Sure. I grew up going to Cowboys games. You know, okay, family from OU, so I OU. And you guys get along, okay, huh? Yeah, no, we get along, okay. 
Yeah, right. it's it's yeah. it's easy. Here's the deal: like real real Oklahomans root for like root for both mm-hmm. until they're playing until each it's other. Bedlam and we're, and yeah. shallow people root for the other team to lose. And that's honestly like oh, probably seven percent <laughs> of the population, <laughs> but they are the most vocal. This is going to be annoying. a great episode. So, uh, yeah, all I'm right. all about. I want the Sooners to win lots of stuff. Just I don't want them to win Bedlam. Bedlam is when they play each other. Yeah. Yep. For all the yeah. for all of the music lovers out there who are into college football as well, which I yeah. feel like is a lot but of people. But dude, this whole this whole SEC BS like is <laughs> <laughs> we're like getting into it. This is a college I mean, football the, podcast. The Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole Cowboys side is just like looking at OU, being like, "What are y'all doing?" I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> we so funny. Don't really know. Well, I'm glad right. y'all are there cool. now. I'm glad yeah, Walrus exists. Uh, yeah. I uh, I told I told everybody before a show. Um, in the show opening, uh, I love these pedals. I've used them for a really long time. It was great to, have. to find the products, but also great to get to know you guys. And so like when you were growing up subsequently, I guess Colt, maybe, maybe in Miami, maybe in, in uh, Austin, uh, and Jason for you, maybe you were in Texas at the time, but like, mm-hmm. when was the first time you remember like hearing music and it having like a huge effect on you? I was in a bar. (laughs) I'm just kidding. For real? You were four. You were four. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They do it different in Austin. Uh, (laughs) I think for me, it was, um, I think it was cassette tapes on like a stereo, like the home stereo, you know? Uh, Yeah. It was, was, yep. It was either that or alarm clock radio. There was a lot of alarm clock radio in my bedroom. Um, Are there songs that stick out? literally every 90s country song is k95.5 today's hot new country that's it i didn't change it i like had it marked you know on the little window so if it did get bumped it was like it didn't take me forever to find it again presets you know yeah yeah totally yeah i remember a lot of uh a lot of beach boys and john denver uh from my mom's when my mom was picking the tunes and then when my dad was picking music it was uh like music scores from films. Really? So it was like really heavy dinner. Emotional. You know, like we were listening to like Lonesome <laughs> Dove or Backdraft or Backdraft. Uh, yeah, like really, oh, really heavy music. I, or, I couldn't think uh, of two more unrelated movies. Yeah, like what is <laughs> Yeah, Les Mis, like a lot of Les yeah. Mis. No, seriously. And it was sometimes, yeah, you have, you're gonna have to say seriously. Your sense of humor, I hardly ever know if you're being oh, serious I, or not. That, that was <laughs> for serious, real. Which, okay. That was for real. And uh, I think those are like the early, the early stuff I remember. So I was very much into Beach Boys and John Denver. You know, that, those were like True North you know, by age six. I just that's crazy. Wanna, I, I want to find the soundtrack to Backdraft now because I'm just intrigued. Like, what is that like? Is dude, it, it's heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. Apparently, yeah. dude. I feel like you've got some <laughs> stuff going on we need to talk about from listening to it. Well, no, it's good heavy. It just, yeah, just, <laughs> just grow up with a bigger heart. Did that stuff inspire you though? Like eventually you guys pick up guitars and you get interested in music yeah. and you led to an effects company. So like what, were there songs back then that you were like, hey, I listen to this and then I, I get into music and this was like a breaking point for me. Like the first time you heard live music or the first time you heard music maybe and just went like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah. Like, 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 yeah, I feel like music hits your heart and then it hits your mind sometimes. And then sometimes music like hits your whole body. And that's mm-hmm. when you want to, that's when you want to do something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I remember music like hitting my heart, 
or early on, like Beach Boys, John Denver, and the Backdraft soundtrack. Uh, and then music hit in my mind when I heard like, you know, Jars of Clay for the first time or, uh, or DC talk, or even when I turned, uh, my radio on and I heard Ace of Bass for the first time, that was like, this is amazing, you know? Uh, but I feel like music hit my body for the first time when I wanted to like do something and mess stuff up. Uh, yeah. when I heard Third Eye Blind, you know, in 1990, I think it was 97. With the debut album, that that album wrecked me. Yeah, the they're debut, actually. Yeah. This is the twenty fifth anniversary of that yeah. record. It's actually being re released on vinyl this month. Last yeah. week, yeah. did you really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm so jealous. It was pretty awesome. I <clears throat> came was a fresh off a of collarbone surgery with painkillers, and <laughs> it was it was really good. A great experience. That'll yeah. make a that'll yeah. make a Smash Mouth concert great. It sure, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I could go to Daughtry on that combo, but it's actually what the painkillers were called. Big love, big love for Smash Mouth. By the way, the debut mm-hmm. album was unreal. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think for me, like it's quintessential, maybe uh, and nostalgic for sure. But just living in the country, like we did, and only listening to country music, it was. Uh, <clears throat> I just never heard anything. Well, right out of the gate, it was music that was so relatable. It was like yeah. I'm living this, which I know we kind of like make fun of it now. It's it's. Uh, it's it's definitely a stereotype but um it was real you know yeah. for me and for our family and friends that's all we knew and what, i we, what we had was real no it's, i we just I thought what we had was real it, it was we <laughs> you made it sound like uh you know um a lot of out like a lot of time outside just doing you name it uh and it was just really relatable uh on the like the music side of things though the sound um that was just like that's it is like all the Brent Mason stuff, all the nineties, yeah. like, you know, intro turnaround licks that he did on countless people's records. Um, and that's where, like, I think my love for the Telecaster came before I even knew what that was. I was hearing it, not realizing this is a telly and a deluxe reverb and wow. some dirt pedal and that's it. But, um, now like I can't play any of that stuff very well at all, but that's like the sound that I love the most period and i just i try to try to make that that sound work in a lot of different arenas because i love it and that's where it came from and i'm just now putting that together so this has been really great for me that's awesome Uh, right i I think yeah and i think the best players are uh, to me this is my unbiased opinion and my certainly very biased opinion uh (laughs) but i think the best the best players are are playing country music you know there's just nowhere to hide there's There's nowhere to hide there's no pedal board to play you know yeah it's all about it's all about the the emotion. It's all about the tonality. Timing. And it's all about, yeah, timing. Um, and it's all about the riff, you know? Yeah. It's all about the riff, the tone. Yeah. You know, I, it's you one of those You can't hide things. behind like swells and reverbs and, yeah. and pads and, and all like that kind of stuff. Creative, you know, you know use of pedals, um, which we love, but. Yeah, we do. We're a pedal company. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate reverb, dude. Yeah, I had a conversation the other day or a week ago with a guy about 90s country and just real, you know, I don't think in the moment uh, we knew what it was going to be. But if you talk to anybody, it's just incredible. Like that, that era, yeah. there's nothing, there's not a lot of things like it, right? I mean, yeah. you don't know in the moment, but hindsight's everything. And I would just encourage anybody to pull up Spotify and 90s top 100 playlist, just put that on. Because back then they were, yeah. it was, it was kind of like pop outcasts, you know? 
Mm. And and it was uh, the players. So, you mean? Yeah. Well, just in general, I feel like '90s, '80s, '90s country. You know, building off off uh, what was built in the you know '50s through '70s. Mm. How are you going to put think, the '50s through '70s all together? But <laughs> you think that uh, the '90s? Did. You think that was '90s music podcast. though? Like yeah, like so I, 90, yeah. '90s country was killer, but '90s hip hop was also killer. Yeah, you can say and, it. You're right. You're right. Like yeah. so, I don't, I don't know, and I know we're a little bit apart in age, but like, I agree. I wasn't a huge country fan, but I, I, I was a fan, and my older brother listened to it all the time. I would hear him, you know, we'd ride to the store or whatever in his Bronco in 1991, 92, mm-hmm. whatever, listening to No yeah. Fences, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I remember mm-hmm. it was think, great. Yeah, I think everybody was exhausted. I think the 80s was so. Uh, taking country out of the equation, but the eighties was just, honestly, I feel like it was exhausting with the production level and the glam and the perfection in the show. And I think mm. there was just a lot of theater in the eighties. And, and I think, you know, grunge was the answer for the, the release valve for the theater, mm. yep. you know? And so, which made a way for, for like <laughs> singer songwriters and grunge artists to then be top 40, which wouldn't happen today. Yeah. You know? I mean, Lisa Loeb wouldn't be on the radio today, you know, and neither would, you know, Mazzy Star or Indigo Girls. But that, for some reason, that was, that was in that, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a perfect storm, right? It's a lot of things that play into it. And certainly uh, what came before it is probably the biggest factor, you know. Yeah. You know, I never thought about the the singer songwriter. No, no, no. I love hair metal, but I've never thought about the singer songwriter angle. That that's really interesting because uh, my wife and I actually saw David Gray last night uh, mm. here in Atlanta. That's a good example. Yeah, yeah. And like again, huge twenty years ago. And like I told five people I was going to see him this week, and they were like, "Who?" You know. <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh man, that kind of hurts a little. It's the best uh, makeout soundtrack, David Gray. Yeah, totally it's great. Uh, so you're listening to all this '90s country, Colt. Beach Boys, you know, yeah, uh, all that stuff. At some point, um, what was the first piece of music that you each purchased, like with your own money? Now you get mm. to make a choice. Like, what did you go get the first time? Yeah, and was it cassette, CD? Wh- what format was it? Uh, yeah, I mean, growing up in the church, uh, we were Christian bookstore all the time, which is tiny. It's not like it is now. I don't even know what it is now, but it was just mom and pop. Definitely was DC Talk, Jesus Freak. I think. It was a CD, which wow. the, I mean, that album, yeah, is I think still one of the best albums around. It's so good. yeah, it was, that was a game changer in that genre, man. Yeah, but just yeah, there's so many good things about it. I I think the first piece of music I purchased by myself, I think, was the Jars of Clay tape, like that debut, where it's like all drum machine and acoustic guitars, you know. Oh, which yeah. as an early musician is awesome because you're like, I could do this. <laughs> were you were you already playing? <laughs> were you already playing? Were you already playing music when, uh, when that- I was already playing guitar? Yeah. And so I remember and this it it's a horrible songbook to purchase for your no. first songbook. <laughs> a jars of clay? Uh, yeah, because it's all like alt tunings <laughs> yeah, and for stuff. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You take that I to your just, guitar teacher and they're like, What? I just bought this guitar. What do you mean change the tuning? I do not understand. Uh but I remember like several holy experiences you know buying albums and uh and things like that i think in most you know i ripped a lot of albums off of babysitters too like they come over and bring their albums i'd like take their cds out of their jackets and put them in mine so 
Yeah. That's why I had Shania Twain up. So <sighs> that's not why. Yeah, you're right. That's funny. Did that lead yeah. you guys like to um usually because I, I I find there's like often a connection with like the first music that you purchase and the first concert that you get to see. Do y'all remember the first show you ever went to? Yeah. Oh I do. Dude, we're doing like youth group reunion right now because I, I oh, went yeah. to small town poets. No, small oh town my poets gosh. was my first. Yeah, that's what they came to Stillwater. Oh, I do and, remember. Uh, okay, oh, dude, good. no, did, did you finish? No, no, no. Dude? Sorry, I, I, like, I, I normally... interrupted. <laughs> was I talking while you were? Golly, <laughs> I went to small town poets at the Stillwater Community Center. That's it. At the Stillwater <laughs> Community Center. Yeah. Did was you it like great? It? Was no, it, yeah. it was really good. It, I just remember like hearing guitar like really loud. It was the first time I'd ever heard that, you know, because yeah. I hadn't heard that anywhere. But it was like there's electric guitar and it's very loud and it is really cool. I love that. Moving some air. It like a Les Paul. You know what those are? Yeah, yeah they're out of they're out of Tennessee. <laughs> That's all your boy Lee used to play. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah, used to. Yeah, yeah. They've got. Did you say they're out of tennis? Yeah, they're, yeah. yeah. They're out of tennis. They got a. They got a cutaway on them, so you can play higher on the neck. It's super innovative. <laughs> yeah, the cutaways do. They're also uh, good at putting you in the chiropractor chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weigh for a sure. bit. That's coming for sure. In at, coming in at fifty-five pounds. <laughs> Can't fly with them. Yeah. But What's the buy, harness for? It's my guitar strap. What do you mean with them? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I heard there's one you, that stays in tune. Uh, Sonic Flood. Very similar. Oh wow. Sonic Flood somewhere not or in my town. We had to drive to some other larger town. I bet you had to drive to an amusement park. I think it was no Frontier City. It wasn't. It was like a. It was like a community center. Schlitterbahn. It for sure was a community center, but I don't remember the town. But did you ever? And, did either very, one of you? Or did either one of you ever see uh, those bands a second time? No. It's it's I, interesting. I, I, I might. <laughs> I, I just never. Next had question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. It was uh, terrible. No, it's not because it's not because of any. No, other I reason. just we, we, we wasn't accessible. I, I you know I didn't have any way to. I was, yeah. No. I was no. Scary. I get it. The the only reason I ask is sometimes when you get to see a band once and then you see them years later. Yeah. You know when you're so young and you see a band the first time and then maybe you get to see them you know 15 years later and you're playing guitar and you you know whatever. Oh. Uh, it's a different experience. Yeah. You know, same band, but were there yeah. shows throughout the years that you guys go? These are like the top two bands I've ever seen live. Yes. I just, yeah. Yeah, I for sure know that. Yeah. 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 What, what was that for you? Uh, uh, you mean go first? Uh, yeah. That's sweet of you. Um, uh, so it's this, this is off the wall for me a little bit. I don't listen to this band like regularly. I definitely did in the heyday, but Muse. Yeah. That's they came one. and played in Oklahoma City at the big arena here and that show was one of the best concerts i've ever seen and it just sticks with me i mean i've seen a lot of concerts but uh yeah i mean just every aspect of it lighting to sound to the band um what playing all that? these songs ah Do you remember the record no i don't was it when they're here at the ford center yeah it's when the, yeah they've only played here once yeah, that was after, uh, I think it was Black Holes and Revelations. Okay. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the other one is uh, the most recent John Mayer tour. Sob oh, Rock. wow. 
Sabrock. We yeah, were, we were with, together. Uh, we were together with uh, who? Who's the band? Pino Palladino, Aaron Sterling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, just, like David Ryan Harris. David Ryan Harris. I mean, it was like okay, and it, we were. Yeah, it was awesome. I was, it was yeah, just awesome. I just remember like I'm watching some of the best musicians. Like it doesn't probably get planet. right. Yeah, in Dallas, it was awesome. In Dallas, that's I think amazing. For me, so I saw. Uh, I saw the Goo Goo Dolls and Third Eye Blind play together. That's a good combo. I know. Oh my I gosh! Play together in Stillwater. They used to have this big show called Orange Peel. That was when when school started back up for all the college kids. But they played in Stillwater. They played Orange Peel. Yeah. <sighs> and uh, and so so I went with my girlfriend and some friends, and uh, so I was at so Third Eye Blind opened for Goo Goo Dolls. Because, sure. Yeah. Iris has nothing on so much her no. life. Uh, actually, opposite. Yeah, it was that way around. I know what you mean. Um, but it was right. It was right after. Uh, it was right after for Third Eye Blind. It was right before Out of the Vein came out. And everybody listens going to be like, "Why is he talking about Third Eye Blind so much?" But if you're a guitar player, because <laughs> Colt loves Third you, Eye Blind, and you go and listen to the first three Third Eye Blind albums, and you listen to the master work of Kevin Cadigan and then Tony Fredinelli on guitars, and even Aaron Salazar on bass. I mean. There's some unreal sounds. Are you and, hearing and this right now? On yeah, those three albums. I mean, they're, it's our awesome. blind fanboy over here. And everybody, yeah, everybody's like, "Oh, are they like, are they like Bowling for Soup and you know all those other bands?" No, it's not. <laughs> they, they get they get lumped into like the '90s alt rock stuff, but but what was happening on those albums was otherworldly. And yeah, so he's, he's a great writer. That, going to that concert for the was was pretty formidable. But then I remember in college, I went to, uh, I saw in one show. The opener was Lupe Fiasco. Oh my and god! Then and then after him played Nerd. Uh, while Pharrell was with him. Wow! And then after Nerd played, Rihanna played. And where was this? Umbrella had in Dallas, and Umbra- Umbrella had just come out. And then headlining was Kanye West. And that good gracious! That, oh wow! I was a different person after that night. Like, that doesn't seem in, fair. Like I went in a boy and I came out. I came out a man, <laughs> for sure. That's an amazing lineup, dude. Especially at it was, that time. I felt like I was. I felt like I was in a Netflix documentary. That and is crazy. Netflix, dude. Netflix wasn't even around back then, and that's how important it was. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'm in a Netflix documentary, and all my friends were like, "What is Netflix?" That is. Cr- oh. Hey, uh, let me stoke the third eye blind fire just a second. Oh, please one of, do. One of my favorite guitar tones, uh, just sounds, is uh, in A Thousand Julys. Uh, it's, yeah. a, it's on the Blue record. I don't yeah. know why, man. That song, and I, I know, like, I'm not a huge, like, I don't know the catalog. You know what I'm saying? I love that band, but I, I don't know the catalog yeah. super well. But that song in particular, the sound, yeah. I'm like, oh. I feel like. Yeah, it was like the final stages of hundred watt amps and wah pedals, you know. But mm-hmm. it was in a it was in a way where it was uh, so tasteful and so musical that it kind of snuck in, and you didn't really realize what was happening. And it's just it's a it's masterful. It really is. I go back to it. I still go back to it a lot. He sure does. Are, yeah. Are there bands like that? I mean, obviously, you talked about a few things that inspired you personally, but like you guys, you know now work at own a pedal company and yeah. so you're making these sounds for people were there artists along the way that have inspired pedal designs and 
sounds and things and what are some of your favorites of those I think you know one of the one of the ones early on um where I I specifically remember uh like hearing sounds and then we need to replicate that in guitar pedals was uh some early Dawes stuff and then some Blake Mills work uh like when Hi-Ho came out um and then just kind of that that uh that that film of sound amp amp uh what am i what am i trying to do that 385 uh, yeah. what's the what's the word jason breakup no uh, the dirt? what's the name of the amp the the amp that they do oh 385 yeah 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 the projector so, so, so yeah, the, the like the projector yeah it's like the model 385 and then yeah. hearing yeah. uh i think on those hearing harmonic tremolo really mm-hmm. was was very inspiring um which i mean it wasn't like a new thing it had been around for decades but hearing it you know kind of in a modern singer songwriter modern yes. rock context uh was super inspiring and we went and made the 385 uh you know overdrive pedal and then the monument harmonic tremolo mm-hmm. from those things and then you know even early on i remember listening to saturdays equals youth from m83 oh, and man. then and then being and then just thinking like oh my gosh like are they really putting chorus back on the guitars i thought that was over i thought we were done with that mm-hmm. i thought chorus had died yeah uh it but that's so that's the first time i heard it like post 1990 you know early 90s was when saturdays equals youth came out and then the, the ryan adams record oh yeah the, that yeah that the one self-titled with, record uh, just is everywhere the give me something good album whatever that's called uh yeah clean jazz master and chorus and and that yeah from there i think the julia came out of that yeah for inspiration sure inspiration from those yeah. kind of things so what about yeah, you jason then, like other stuff along the way uh I take out your answers no <laughs> um i think back uh, there was a lot of influence i think probably subconscious i don't like focus on sounds sure a lot or like recall them a lot but definitely a lot of like musical um influence came from early days of building little amplifiers in the garage with my buddy Kendall and um or our buddy Kendall and um thank you he was he and still is just like light years ahead of me in terms of like musical IQ so I <clears throat> got into a lot of what I got into because of him because he would play it and he I would just it, every time we got together it's like I'm learning something new that I should know yeah. right so I was just like ready for like what are we listening to today you know um and I'm pretty sure that's when I think one of the the records he showed me was that um well definitely was uh Aqualung. Yeah. Uh is like a a, <clears throat> a a band back then that we listened a lot to. I'm trying to remember the album name. I wrote this down because I don't go back to it. Oh, Memory Man, yeah. Um and then Cardigans. Yes. Uh which I know you're a fan of, right? Yes. Um was another one. Um Gran Turismo was yeah. was formidable, definitely from a sound, from a parts perspective, from a guitar tone perspective. What's the name yeah. of the one? What's the name of the album that the Cardigans did though in the early two thousands? That bringing down the horse. To? No, that, that was Wallflowers. No, 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 no. There was a song on that record called "A Good Horse." That's what made me think that it's called mm, "Long yeah. Gone Before Daylight." 
Long Gone Before Daylight. Dude, the guitar tones on that album are... Oh, man. Yeah. It's like a telly into a the, It's like the damp. best part of the album. Yeah. yeah it, it is like, uh, who is doing this? Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. pro. Yeah. So that's some of mine. Uh, Shoot. I mean, uh, definitely. I got another weird one, though. Yeah, go. For some guitar tones. You want to hear some guitar tones? This is this this album this album changed the way I played electric guitar. I love it. Um but Sarah McLaughlin Afterglow. Oh yeah. That album. Yeah. The guitar it's you know, it's all hidden behind, you know, Sarah's magnificent songwriting. But uh her axemen on that album completely outdid themselves. What they did, they didn't make songs, they made moments. Oh, and, you and write that down. Going when deep. a guitar player tweet it. Yeah, yeah. When a guitar player can not make a song or a hook, but they can create moments and they go to the next level, that's that's when I was like, oh, guitar playing guitar is is more important than we think it is. And so what it really does is it really um like I feel like good and effective guitar playing elevates the song into a, a moment with the listener where where change happens in the heart and in the mind. And and Sarah McLaughlin's Afterglow album brought me to that i was like something special here you that's know? rich dude and, I'm, I'm gonna go yeah listen and to nobody's that. talking about the guitars on that album they're all talking about the songs but it's do you, do you, you know, know who the played that support the songs do you know who played I, on that? I used to i i used to like look it up and i looked up where they are now and but i didn't do that research for the podcast I wanna, well, no. <laughs> but i want all the listeners to go i'm gonna go look that. it up yeah dude. yeah i'm gonna go look it up uh so you guys uh, honestly um, surf the album before that is also just as good surfacing the guitars on that album are yeah, she found I a love good that. band. All right, go Lee. Sorry. This no 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 no. This may be the was one of the one of the things I always do on the show is put all the artists we talk about in the show notes. So if if stuff's going fast and you're listening to the podcast and you're going, oh, what did they say? You know, oh. you can always rewind, but at the same time, you can just look in the show notes and go, oh, here's all the bands. Uh, this may be the like widest array of bands I've ever had in show notes. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say earlier, I like I am for sure all over the map, and I I lean more probably towards. Uh, singer songwriter uh, nowadays for sure. Yeah. Um, but I have a pretty eclectic like. There's no rhyme or reason to it. You know. Yeah. I'm just. I'm a. I, I'll. I'll listen to anything. You know. I. I had a friend say that a long time ago, and I was just like, I don't know if I can. And then I, it's like, no, I think I. I can. Like I'll listen. You know. I may not enjoy it, but I'll listen. But that's led me like just a lot of directions with musical taste. Some of my favorite yeah. albums. Don't really have a lot of guitar, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I go, I go as, a, as a guitar too. player, sometimes that's what makes it nice to listen to. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, man. I go through those like phases I got, too. I got way into uh, Peter uh, Peter Gabriel So album right when COVID started, when the world started shutting down. I just remember like going back to that album, and that album like saved that album saved my sanity in early two thousand and two. And there's not a lot of guitar happening on that album. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of heavy keys. There's a lot of just, I mean, bass with the the high mids turned way up, you know, <laughs> for some extra aggression. And there's some killer songs on there that make you want to like, you know, rip through a bag of feed, you know. <laughs> oh man. A bag of feed. You know? That's the most Oklahoma yeah. thing you've said the whole time. Yeah, okay, good. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's uh? Who are some of your favorite artists that you've heard that you've gotten to hear or heard that they are using like stuff that you guys created, like pedals that you've oh, that you've made, oh, designed? 
Nobody uses our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. That is not true. Um, do you have a good answer to this? I mean, there's this, a guy in Atlanta that's all that, the time. I go to like family get-togethers, and they're like, "So, what do you do again?" And I'm like, "I do, you know, make design, make guitar pedals with some people." And they're like, "Oh, like a guitar store?" I'm like, "No." no it's, <laughs> and they're like, "What artists use your?" Then they say, "What yeah. artists use your pedals?" And I always it's all, blank we always out. freeze, like, yeah, blank. I'm like, I don't remember. No, yeah, I mean, I don't. There's a there's a lot of great answers to that. I just don't, we don't, I don't dwell on that a lot, you know? Um, I, we also, I've kind of intentionally, I don't know, I kind of stay out of that world. Like, was, we do have like an artist relations guy um, yeah. here. And I know that I, I could, I used to be able to name every walrus pedal that was on whoever's board several years ago. Um, but I feel like it clouds my vision some of the times. You know, like you kind of don't want to know and, it, don't want to dwell on it. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like, like artists like releasing albums and then never listening to them again. You know, I mean, they oh, play yeah. them on tour, but they don't like listen to it on the radio or they don't like read reviews about it. And I don't know. That's how I feel sometimes about. Yeah. I've gotten to where I, um, I hear things, I hear songs and, and pick out sounds and wonder if that's something that we did, you know? Um, oh, yeah. like if, I, if it's, if it's an artist I know is like using, our stuff, I, you know, I wonder, there's a lot of ways to skin the cat, you know, when it comes to the chorus, but you know, sometimes I'm like, well, it sounds like a Julia. I wonder if that's a Julia or I know it is. It's really cool. Or it sounds like it's a vibrato sound. I wonder if that's a Julia. Um, yeah. I remember watching like Robin Ford, like record in the studio using the ages. And that was pretty special. Wow. You know? Yeah. Or I remember like watching Colony House use the Julia when we were in the studio, when we, we went saw him in the studio. That was really special. Or, um, yeah. You know, I remember like Drew Shirley texted me. He's like, dude, check out Switchfoot Float. And I listened to it and he's like, that's the Julia at the beginning. And I was like, oh, that, that's pretty tight. Or, uh, yeah, Jared Scharf is also really good at sending us stuff that he's playing on uh, a lot of hip hop records, you know, using Congra, using Julia, using Slow. Um, that's all, It's always fun to see that, I guess. Yeah, I just kind of talked myself out of it. Now I'm talking myself back into it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's fun to be inspired, man. You guys should feel great about the work you've done. Like you're putting tools in people's hands to make these records. That like there's a generation of kids who are listening to stuff now, who feel the same way about what they're listening to as you guys felt about '90s country and the Beach Boys and Jars of Clay and wh whatever was inspiring you. But now, mm -hmm. like you're getting to make the tools that artists are using to make the sounds they hear in their head to create the next generation of you know music. Like my daughter mm -hmm. and my son are both heavy into, they just love music. They both have record players in their rooms and all that sort of stuff. And one of the records that, that uh, gets stolen from room to room a lot right now is the new Harry Styles album. Oh, and stop. Yeah. I mean, man, it's so, it, it's so good. Like there's just, so there's good. still great music coming out and you guys are yeah. making those tools. Isn't it, so isn't it nice to see the young ones like Harry Styles <laughs> just do it right? <laughs> So good. I like that God character. Bless, God bless him. <laughs> that record is un. I mean that though. Real it's so good. good. Yeah, kidding really, in the delivery, really serious in the content. Yeah, now I feel you. What's uh one of the things I mentioned in the show opening that I, I really want to ask uh, before our time runs out? Um, you guys have a have a segment, or in the past have had a segment on the YouTube channel called Songs from the Shop. 
yeah. um, or something like that. Yeah. Where, where people come in and, and play. Has there been one of those that you guys were just like, man, it just mm. caught me off guard. Like, or, or just, mm-hmm. just was an amazing experience. You knew it was going to be, but it was just amazing. Yeah. Uh, mine, I mean, there's a lot there. Yeah. All of them are, are really cool experiences in their own way. Uh, but Taylor Goldsmith coming in, Dawes coming yeah. in with his acoustic guitar and we're just going to like set it up and let the cameras roll. And then we're like about ready to go. Uh, and then it started raining and it was like, Oh, well, cause it's going to take forever. We got to let the rain stop, which in Oklahoma, you know, tomorrow it's going to yeah. stop maybe. Uh, um, but we just like, we, we said, wait, hold on. Like we threw a, large diaphragm condenser mic underneath a car outside to keep it dry, to catch the rain, opened up the back door and then let it roll. So it's like Taylor wow. playing just like three songs with, and it's with that calm, steady rain, right? Not a storm. So it was like, if you could ask for rain to be in a shoot, that's the rain, uh, that we got. Yeah. And is that like still northerners, northerners is that up on rain. YouTube? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. on YouTube. Okay. And I'm going to link, I'm going to link that in the show notes. Cause that sounds that, like something everybody needs to watch. It's incredible. And that also, I think, had there, you'll see a PCB if in, in some of the shots, like down on the ground, like a, a pedal, but not in an enclosure. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure that's the Fathom prototype on his vocal. Yeah. It oh, is. wow. And it's like just thrown down, like it's a mess on the ground. It's the plate setting. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. And for me, it was uh, so if you do any kind of music in Oklahoma and you know, you're making a go at it or in music instruments industry or anything like that. You have some kind of strange connection to the Hanson brothers, you know? So I remember, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, everybody's got, everybody's like, oh yeah. Really? That's Isaac, a thing. Yeah, yeah, That's a thing. Yeah. 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 Really? Dude, th- dude, we could do, a, the best, we man. could do a six part series on Hanson after Umbop. We should. They yeah, are so that. smart. There's some of the smartest people on the planet. They're awesome. Um, That's amazing. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't doubt that. Just the connection thing blows my mind. Yeah. So yeah. I remember uh, us wanting to do songs at the shop with Mute Math, but they were playing in Tulsa. But everybody was big Mute Math fans um, for obvious reasons. So we we're like, how can we do a songs at the shop, but in Tulsa? So the Planet Kane's Ballroom in two blocks down from Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa is Hanson Brothers Studio. And so I just text Isaac. I'm like, hey, super random, but next Saturday morning, can we use your studio to film <laughs> songs at the shop with mute math and then he was like yeah totally that sounds awesome so he met me there early in his 98 forerunner on his way to take his kid to a basketball soccer, game yeah like and so uh <laughs> and like, first of all it, like, i was like it. it was like you're an international pop star and you're driving a 98 forerunner i love <laughs> you yeah. so much and so he unlocked it and and let us set up in there and i just remember sitting there recording mute math um, you know, Darren King was still playing drums, but he had incredible. like a drum, he used a drum pad the whole time and it was like s- s- so full. It was crazy. Uh, but I remember sitting there while they were recording in Hanson studio. I'm kind of like, what is this? This is amazing. I was the DK cameraman. So I was like two feet in front of him the whole time. Yeah. I was pretty Oh my tight. God. That was a good one. That's that amazing. One. Yeah. There's also one on there, uh, from, a uh, uh, songs of the shop that really snuck up on me. I was like, I had just gotten back from vacation and 
and you know, like if you go back to work after vacation, doesn't matter what your job is or where you were, you're sad the first day back. So I remember <laughs> just sure. showing up Monday <laughs> and they're filming a songs of the shop. And I was like, I don't even care about who these guys are. I hate them. And I hate that they're in my shop. And I was like, <laughs> who are these people? <laughs> and it started, they st- and, and I honestly, at that time I hadn't heard of them. I didn't know who they were, but it was, so it was Jake McMullen and oh, yeah. his band and they played two songs dude i was healed i like those songs and <laughs> it was awesome. and that's that specific songs of the shop is probably my favorite because they they unleashed some songs and some tones that were were just medicine for people and i wow for me there that's, was some that, that one was number one that was an early one that was in the first shop we've yeah. moved uh two other times since yeah. then but uh there were some really good ones in that show. Yeah, like that. Yeah. L- like Lord Huron was in there. Yeah, Thrice was in that show. Thrice was in there. Yeah. Wow, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, guys, thank you so much. The, the conversation like this always seems to go by so fast, but I appreciate yeah. what what you guys are doing. I mean, as myself as an artist, I use tons of what you make. Uh, I don't know how it work w- would work without them at this point. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate you guys, man. Uh, you guys go check out. Walrus Audio. If you're a guitar player, you, you probably already know about them. Um, if you're not, go watch the songs from the shops, uh, songs songs from the shop uh, videos on their YouTube channel. Uh, you can get there from walrusaudio.com. Uh, follow them on Instagram at Walrus Audio Effects. Uh, if you're a guitar player, you're gonna want to keep up. They just released a compressor called the Mira. That's awesome. I just put it on my board. Uh, uh, a pedal called Lore. That's a reverse soundscape generator. We talked about. We've been doing a giveaway. We're gonna announce the yeah. winner here at the end of this episode here in just a minute. And and so, man, I just I appreciate the time, fellas. Uh, go check out everything that these guys are doing because they're awesome human beings and an incredible company. So, all right, Love boys, you, man. appreciate oh, you. Yeah, you too. So Love nice. you guys. Oh, man, you guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. Have a good one, guys. See See you, Lee. Bye. Bye. Man, wasn't that awesome? I want to give a big old shout out, big thank you to uh, Jason and to Colt. Make sure you follow those guys on social media. Uh, Walrus, the the company, is at Walrus Audio Effects on Instagram. Jason is at Jason Stolz. Uh, Colt is at Colt Westbrook. Uh, all this stuff will be in the show notes, so you can go follow those guys on Instagram and keep up with everything that they have going on and the company has going on. Uh, I mentioned a couple of pedals that they just released, Lore and uh, Mira, which is a compressor pedal. If you're a guitar player, you care about those sorts of things. So please go check out their stuff. It's awesome. Uh, they're just fantastic folks too. So, uh, go check them out. I want to thank them for being on the show and thank them for sponsoring the giveaway that we've done over the last 10 days or so. And I want to announce the winner at this time. Um, at Nate stole your tone. N A T E stole is spelled differently than you would expect. S T O L L your tone at Nate stole your tone is the winner of a walrus audio lore uh, ambient reverse soundscape generator. I think I got all the words in there, right there. So congrats, Nate. We're going to get that shipped out to you. I'm going to hit you up on Instagram and uh, we'll get that shipped out to you. Hey, make sure that you're following MyFi on social media at MyFi Podcast everywhere, uh, YouTube, 
Uh, make sure you go subscribe to the channel, subscribe wherever you're listening, rate and review. That's always super helpful. It helps the podcast show up a little bit easier when people search it, looking for it, all that sort of stuff. And, and just thanks for being here. This is so much fun talking to people about the music that influences them and inspires them uh, in their lives and in their career. And uh, so I just appreciate you listening. And until next time, have a good one.